When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench for Bob Jane T. Martz, tyre and wheel specialists. Oh, and welcome to Off The Bench. The NRL season has kick-started again. Well, it's one of the seasons that has kick-started, and we are here. My name is Jason Matthews, and joining me in the studio, the legend himself, Scotty Sattler. Sats, hello. How are you, Jace? Oh, I'm very well. It's great to see the season underway. Of course, it was a bit of an underwhelming game, but you know what? doesn't matter whether it was underwhelming or not, the Bulldogs and Parramatta. Uh, we still got the footy back, and uh, like most sports, like you're saying, uh, at the moment we've got it. We don't know what the future holds for us, but what we know is that it was exciting at Bankwest Stadium just to be there and um, just to get amongst uh, all the players and all the fans, and yeah, it was tremendous. Did the um, did the game itself bring you down a peg? It was a bit of a, a dour struggle, wasn't it? I mean, the first half was... We'll, we'll get into the game soon, but it was really fast in that first half, some big hits. Uh, and then that second half, it just dragged on a bit as the boys got tired. Yeah, it was. And it's, it was probably the, the most expected round one game you can get most years. Now, sometimes we have some absolute crackers that open up the season, but uh, the game last night, I think it was to be expected. I think the NRL wouldn't have wanted a game uh, like that to open up the season. But in saying that, um, it, sometimes we always celebrate the attacking finesse of the game, whereas sometimes we don't sit back and admire the, the defensive uh, structures of our game as well. And, and I thought last night was a, just a really good defensive battle, our, even though we only saw one try scored. It was, um, yeah. it was a good battle between two teams that I think uh, one would be, and I'll We'll talk about it very, very soon, Jace. Is that I think one team would be happy with the way they played. The other would be a little bit disappointed. Mm. Now, I think I know who you're talking about there, mate. Uh, we're doing Off the Bench, thanks to Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyron Will Specialists. Uh, big show. We'll review last night's game, as we just said. We'll look at the upcoming games in round one. And boy, are there some beauties to come. I'm particularly looking forward to that clash on Sunday afternoon out at Lotto Land. Uh, and we'll hear from a bloke who we believe sats. We love his work. He mm. blows up Twitter all the time. His name is the former legend. And he's got some tips on, on coronavirus in sport, which is a big topic at the moment. All that... You know, all that... Jace, last night I read with the, the former legend who we're going to hear from. And this is, this is what his humour... It'll polarise some, but he said... Is it broadcast last night's safe? Game, Last night's game would have given coronavirus, coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, he's so good, isn't he? He is so good. We'll be the ones who'll buy his merchandise too, won't we? Exactly. (laughs) This is Off the Bench. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. All right, and what a week we have had, Sats. Um, there's been some big news around. You you heard some big news last night around the NRL and, and State of Origin, did you? Yeah, there are some reports just getting around some of the media um, media representatives and hasn't been made public yet, but uh, we are about to. That uh, Whether the reports are true Are we allowed to, the, Sats? Are well, we, there, are, there we... are some allegations around that. The, alleged. Use yeah, the word the alleged. alleged. Yeah. The NRL has had discussions with the Australian Health Organisation about the NRL season, whether it needs to be postponed. We know that the AFL and the Grand Prix, 
they've all had these discussions that have made decisions uh, surrounding the coronavirus. But the NRL have also been um, in crisis meetings and coming up with uh, some processes and some systems around uh, how they can appease everyone involved. Now, it's about, obviously, large masses of people congregating in the one area. That's the biggest concern for, for everyone around the world at the moment. And the NRL, from reports, has had a few options thrown at them. Uh, one of those has been to postpone the season until they get to a safe date. Uh, grand final would still be in the first well, week of sad, October. Sad. Yeah. What uh, Going on that, I heard something, Alan Jones say something this morning, and he, he was saying um, that he spoke to Todd Greenberg off air. And the hardest thing is, it's actually easier to postpone a season but the hard thing is to work out when it's safe to go back. So once you've made that decision to call the season off, when do you then go, right, it's safe to go back in? Is it when 50% of the population is healthy again? Uh, when when 75%, you have to wait for everybody who contracted coronavirus not to have it again? I mean, where do you start? Yeah, well, I think we've seen over in, over in China, uh, Wuhan, where they're able to, to really contain when they made some really serious decisions very early on that they had to contain it and they had to isolate everyone um, within that city. And I think uh, from, a, from Australia's point of view, uh, that would be the same. There would be, they would first look at it as probably as four weeks. Where are we after four weeks? Yeah, but Sats, uh, where, yeah. But Sats over there there was thousands of deaths. Over here we've had, I think, three deaths. And, and that's not good, but and they, why, they were elderly hence, people. They were elderly and, people. And hence, um, why we're a little bit more intelligent around what's been happening with the coronavirus, and and uh, having the resources and the technology to be able to react quicker than obviously what happened in Wuhan. We're much wiser for what has happened over overseas, and it was unfortunate what happened over there. But um, in Australia, it's about erring on the side of caution, whether we agree with it or not. Um, as an employer, the NRL has to is a is responsible for their employees, the players mm-hmm. and the staff, whoever it may be, and also the people who come into their uh, their organisation. They are the fans well, and, and the officials. Well, then just play without fans in the stands. That's what yeah, we're seeing and, in Europe now. And, where... and, that's, and that's probably what is going to happen, Jase. Uh, so not think... postpone the season? You think they may continue well, these, these the, the option, season with the no one in the stands? The options that have been thrown up. So from all the reports, the, the options that have been thrown up is postpone the season and you would still have the grand final in the first week of October and it may only be a 10-week season by the time that everything is cleared and we're all, all everyone's got right to go back and call the footy like we do and, and play the game and, and fans attend. It might only be a 10-week season. Or the other option is we play games in empty stadiums and they're also asked from reports that state of origin, could it be brought forward to March and only sell every second row. So in between everyone, there would be a spare row. Now, what? of course, Todd Greenberg has, has said, no, we, we can't do that, um, but we need to monitor the situation. Th- this is the lengths that you know, we're going to in the country. Just but so who's that... making these suggestions? Bureaucrats? No, like, the, this is why? the health organisations who are, the, I suppose, the, you wouldn't say they're the regulators. Well, they are the regulators behind yep. making these decisions. They, they don't... They don't take into account that rugby league or AFL is the most popular sports in, in no, the world. They probably don't even take watch into it, mate. They that they're, they're responsible for the population. So, you know, but I, mate, but I having find said it that, but but having said that, then why don't we shut down um, 
and I'm not suggesting we do this, by the way, but with that theory, with large groups of people getting together, why don't we shut down large restaurants? Why don't we shut down public transport? Why don't we not have concerts? Um, people can't go to the pub anymore. I mean, it's, it's where do you stop, mate? Well, and- I think um, some of the argument, Jace, is around the decisions are, rem- rem- are made around what will destabilise the Australian economy more so. So shutting down public transport is a multi-billion dollar organisation. Uh, and they're, and I, I don't agree with this, but there's also been um, some replies around um, that notion that, well, sport plays an economic role in the country, but not when you compare it to, say, the public transport. Whereas we know there are so many people that are employed in sporting arenas. Uh, you've got well, people like us who call the footy. Then you've got commercial su- uh, support and commercial sponsors that, that people need exposure who work for the caterers. Well. So, yeah, people, so there are people a lot of people involved. In there's a lot of moving parts. A lot people of moving work- parts. Mate, there's so many, and I, I, I would argue that I'd say sport is as big as the uh, public transport industry. There are so many industries relying on NRL, AFL, cricket, all these sports to, to maintain their presence because it, it results in a lot of jobs. I'm just, just concerned what this, I think, is sometimes unwanted panic is going to cause for people's jobs and the economy in general. I think there's a bigger issue at play here. Anyway, um, mate, some other news this week. Um, you, you sent me this message last night, and I, I nearly I nearly choked on my burrito. Uh, Wayne Bennett could be going <laughs> the Dragons in 2021 and never send me shocking news stories when I'm eating a burrito, Sats. <laughs> I think there's another message I sent you as well that you would have choked on, but in saying <laughs> that, um, yeah, Wayne Bennett uh, reports that Wayne Bennett may return to the to the Dragons in 2021. He's contracted at the Rabbitohs till the end of 21. We know that there is a succession plan at the Rabbitohs with his assistant, Jason Demetrio, to take Mm -hmm. over. He's signed an agreement to say that he'll be the head coach in 2022. Tremendous coach, tremendous guy, Demetrio. I've always thought that Bennett will finish at the end of this year. He doesn't like to do things um, in half measures, Wayne Bennett, and he also likes to be a little bit different and shock people. And finishing at the end of this year, and uh, the pressure is on uh, Mary McGregor. And it, it always has been over the last couple of years, unfortunately, for Mary. Um, nice guys don't always keep their jobs in a sport that is results-driven. And yeah, if they feel as though that, that uh, Paul McGregor uh, throughout this season has has lost the ability to, to take the Dragons uh, to possible finals in the coming years, well, uh, there's a... Yeah, there's a belief that Wayne Bennett has been having some discussions with the Dragons about returning there, if that is the case. Now, the Dragons, of course, love Wayne Bennett. He went there in 2009, I think it was. They won the comp in 2010. He is a fan favourite. And they they were miserable and filthy that he left the club. But I think that would subside if the opportunity for for Wayne Bennett to come back to the club as well. Where does that leave Flano then? I mean, he's ready. He's he's well, he, he can coach, coach again in twenty two, can't he? Yeah, but he can't be a head coach. And realistically, you, sure? you probably wouldn't throw. Yeah, well, you can't be a head coach. No, you can't be a head coach. Uh, in but relation he can to be. Can he? Can he be a head sanctions. coach again in twenty twenty two? In relation to the sanctions, he can't be a head coach immediately. So, right. and to be quite honest, with you know, with all due respect to to Shane Flanagan, who has won a competition, it's like in the NFL if. You had one coach, but you get Vince Lombardi thrown in front of you. You say, or Bill Belichick, the most celebrated coach in NFL history. You say, well, I'm going to go with Belichick. 
It's no different here. It's you know, Bennett, although he's 142, he still <laughs> has the ability to bring the best out of people. And we'll see that again with South and Latrell Mitchell this year. But, um, yeah, this this whisper won't go away, Jace. All right. Uh, the Bulldogs last night, you were at Bankwest Stadium for, for that yep. round one clash. Um, Jesus, it's weird seeing their jerseys without their major sponsor on the front who, who pulled out after the controversy this week. Two million bucks that cost them. Mate, it's, um, I felt sorry for those players on that paddock last night. I really did. I, I just I thought, wow, what a disruption to their season that they've all worked hard on. They handled it really well, I thought. Didn't um, they? Yeah, they did. They did as a group, united group. And we're going to talk about that game a little bit later on. I, I was really impressed with the way they played. I, yeah, there were a few areas that, of course, are going to be of some concern to Dean Pay, which were glaringly obvious around their attack. But in saying that, uh, the loss of Corey Harrower and I was a huge one last night in the scheme of the final scoreline. So, mm. but yeah, I, I thought they handled themselves really well. They were able to adjust. They had some really good performances. Um, yeah, but uh, to lose that sponsorship, yeah, it was just on the verge of being signed from all reports from Rache's, which is a a, a very well known uh, franchise. Uh, yeah, pizza and pasta and um, grill, and uh, we see them quite a bit actually with, with their advertisement in the game and. When you're at the uh, when at ANZ Stadium in the coaches box and yeah it's it's yeah we've we're, I've read with interest on social media where Bulldogs fans have been saying for quite a while you know, our jersey looks bare it looks naked when are we going to get a major sponsor when just on the verge of getting a major sponsor mm. whatever un- unfolded throughout the week has affected that and it's a, it's a shame because um, it's very hard to recoil that back again and and get a a commercial opportunity interested in your club some actual some clubs. So not some clubs, some companies, Jace, can actually look at this as, a, as an opportunity to become a major sponsor at a basement price. Yeah. So that might have to be the position that the Bulldogs have to take. This could be an opportunity for us, mate, to, to, to okay. sponsor off the bench. Off the bench, on the front of the... Yeah. All right. front of the jersey, probably probably not think? the best idea I've come up with this year. Moving on, yeah, let's not. move to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Jack Bird uh, out for the season. That's a massive yeah, loss sad. for the club. Yeah, it's a huge loss. And when you start looking at their side now without Jack Bird, I know Jermaine Asako goes into that position. I'm a huge fan of Jermaine Asako, but you know, Jack Bird's an origin player. He's a premiership-winning player at a very young age and a horrible three years he's had um, with a shoulder injury, sternum and shoulder, and then now two ACLs. It's just heartbreaking for a kid that would be in a really dark place at the moment. I know that our own NRL Nation and favourite of of our show, Brent Tate, who suffered two bad ACL tears to come back and play State of Origin. I know that he's reached out to Jack Bird and has said, listen, don't give up. Don't feel as though your, your career's finished because I did two ACLs. I was able to get surgery, rehabilitation, come back and play for my state. And you know what? The the medical resources and, and, um, and our intelligence around these injuries now are a lot better than when, when Tatey finished playing as well. So... Uh, you know, I, I think Jack Bird will you know, he'll get some great support from the Brisbane Broncos and, and the National Rugby League and we'll see this kid, he's only 24 years of age, we'll see this kid back on the field within in 2021 and let's just fingers mm-hmm. crossed he, he gets a free run of injuries for the rest of his career Yeah, absolutely, I was listening to um, NRL Nation last night um, Noddy was there filling in last night, Brett Kamali and, and, he, and I actually agreed when I heard this last night, this is what he had to say when he was asked about the Broncos, and you had to give a one-word answer. This is what he had to say. 
One word each. The Broncos will play finals in 2020. Negative. Fold. Fold. Spoon. Wow. No. Are you serious? Yeah. Spoon. I think they'll go close to the spoon. Wow. Wow. Can we isolate that and play it throughout the week, please, Will Jeremy, their fans tolerate that one? Right. I have two things I want to mention about that. One, you called Jeremy the super producer. I thought that was my name. Secondly, <laughs> I don't disagree with Brett Kamali. I reckon they'll finish bottom three. I think I, I tend to agree. And until he said it, I sort of looked at them, looked at him, and went, "Hang on a sec. They've got this very good forward pack." And I, then when I looked at it again in front of me in the in the big league magazine, I broke it down. I thought, you know, he's right. That's the NRL news from the week. This, of course, is off the bench for Bob Jane T. Mart's tire and wheel specialists. Uh, you've got Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews with you. It's that time for an off-the-bench Friday night preview. All right, a big game tonight in cyclonic uh, conditions uh, in Townsville. Mate, what's that cycle? Apparently, it's going to be pretty big, like a lot of rain. It's going to move offshore, but some heavy rain around. I guess they just call it a shower in Townsville, the brand-new Queensland Country Bank Stadium. You've got the Cowboys taking on the Broncos tonight, and I know uh, during the week we both tipped... The Cowboys, you still think that way, Sats? Yeah, I still think so. Uh, the Broncos, of course, without Matt Lodge, without Alex Glenn, their, their new captain, I think, and Jack Bird now. I think they're... I mean, it'll be a good game. It'll be a great tussle. They always are, these games. They're, they're always separated by only a few points, and I don't think it'll be any different tonight. Early on in the season, there's a really good chance that if you can play really simple and, and not try and uh, look outside the square too much, you can come up with a result. And I think the Broncos... Well, they need to do that, and they will do that. Uh, I don't think they'll try and ob- overcomplicate things. But the, but for the Cowboys on the flip side, Jace, it's going to be interesting how they handle the whole occasion because it is a huge occasion, a new stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. And I saw Fatty Vaughton interviewing Jonathan Thurston there with a, a one-on-one about his statue and about his standing in the game. And it was at the stadium, and there was no one there, obviously. It just looked... It, this looks first class. It looks beautiful. Exactly the same as Bankwest Stadium, which I think is the best stadium in the country. And um, how they handle the occasion, the Cowboys, is going to be really interesting. They've got to try and put that aside and focus on the game as opposed to the atmosphere, the environment, this brand new stadium, new surroundings. It's going to be unfamiliar to them as it's going to be unfamiliar to the Broncos. But I think the Cows will, I think the cows will get the job done. Do you think those uh, teams watched... Uh Thursday night's game and have gone, you know what? Um, Captain's challenge, how are we going to use it? What are we going to do with it? I personally think we should get rid of it. I just thought it just stopped those games last night. I loved it. I, why? But, but what, what, what did you love about it? They, they were There's two horrendous reasons. challenges. They were. Uh, they were. And I, the reason why I like it, Jace, is one, it, it adds another level of anticipation in our game, which is what the game's all about. It's about the theatre. It's about sitting there and wondering... And you go through those range of emotions. In our NRL Nation call last night, we were saying, well, that's quite evident that you wouldn't challenge that. So what it does, it's testing, it's testing the captains, the decision makers as well. Are they going to put their side in a vulnerable position? Why did you make that call? Now you've lost your call. You can't use one for the rest of the game. And I think that's, that's the different levels of anticipation we want in sport. So you're going through the highs and lows throughout 80 minutes, and I think it just adds another level, and I like it. I love it that the first time it was used for one of the most ridiculous reasons ever that was quite evident when Regan Campbell-Gillard plainly dropped the ball, and this is where yeah. player pride is going to come into it, James. Yeah. <laughs> Players are going to stand up and say, Captain, 
captain, my captain, I didn't drop the ball. Please stick up for me. And the captain goes, yeah, yeah, we're going to go to a captain's challenge because I'm going to stick up for my teammate. And then all of a sudden, you realise that you embarrassingly dropped the ball. It was mishandled, poor yeah. poor handling from yourself. You put our team in a vulnerable situation. I, I love that our game has another has another level to, to look at Sats. from a... From a uh, from an emotional point of view, I think there should be a, a secondary rule put in place that you don't listen to props, and you don't you don't say if a prop says, "Listen, That's captain, we should like challenge that. this." You should put that in there. That should be included. And I also think watching that game last night, I think in 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 the game tonight, um, I reckon what they'll do is they'll hold off the captain's challenge. I think it's something you should use in the last twenty of a game, not in the first sixty. I think well, it's something. We- we spoke to Ricky Stewart, didn't we, last week on our yeah. um, Sports Day show? And when asked the question, uh, what do you think of the captain's challenge and how are you going to use it? He said, to be quite honest, I haven't even thought about it because we don't know what to expect. And I suppose this these first few weeks are really going to be... Well, this first week, I think, is going to be... It's going to be teething problems, but it's. I thought Thursday night was a great opportunity for your, your captains, so for tonight. You've got Pat Carrigan, who, again, I, I don't even think he knows where... The oval is he hasn't played he hasn't played many first grade games. I don't know how he gets to the ground. He's he's still unfamiliar with the dressing sheets. Then when they say captain, captain, he'll be looking around going, Who's our captain? Yeah, so he has to make a decision based on his side. Um, both he and Michael Morgan would have looked at Thursday night and sort of said, Rightio, I I need to be really smart about this and I need to be able to consult will always be around the ball and I need to trust his judgment about whether we make those calls or not. So um yeah, I, I don't mind it. I like it. All right, we're on opposite sides of the fence on that one. Uh, that's been our Friday night preview. More off the bench to come after this for Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyre and Will Specialists. You're listening to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyre and Wheel Specialists. We'll be back shortly. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyre and Wheel Specialists. Yeah, you've got Scott Sattler and me, Jason Matthews. Uh, we are doing Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's, as you heard. 20% off and buy three, get one free on selected brands. Best tyre price guaranteed. And by the way, if you want to get into the NRL footy tipping, you can play the NRL Nation footy tipping and run your tipping comps for your office, your mates, your family, the pub, whoever, all in the one place. Top tippers will also win NRL tickets every single week. If you want to sign up, I signed up yesterday, Sats. I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Are you in the Are you in the uh, the one we're doing for the NRL in the office? Yes. You are. Yeah. Okay. You, did you put um, your twenty bucks in? Because I don't. I don't reckon. I don't reckon. I reckon we'll struggle to get that out of our coworker badge. Has he, no, he, has he signed up? He won't pay. No. By the way, this doesn't cost you anything. This is just the one we're doing for our office. Sign up today, tipping.nrlnation.com.au. It is now time to do this. On Off the Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. Yeah, last night the Eels beat the Bulldogs 8 2 at Bankwest Stadium in Sydney. Sats. Um, I'm going to play some highlights here, and then off the back of that, we'll get your views on the game. This is how it unfolded last night on NRL Nation. Wound up going to Canterbury as Lewis is dumped after getting the kick away, and the boot may have gone into the face of Marnie. A challenge on the try line as Ferguson went up, and it's another penalty. It's going the way of the Bulldogs uh, because there were blockers and a tackled player on the chase there. So it's a, a penalty just one metre out from the try line here for the visitors. 
12 minutes have ticked by for Maccas. Try Maccas, new spicy McChicken range. And the first points are on the board as Wakeham converts that penalty from about 15 metres in from the left-hand touchline. The flags were raised and it's the Bulldogs 2, Parramatta nil. And he was the one who told the referee that they would be taking the shot at goal, even though Gutherson is the captain. Moves in, right-footed strike and they have their first points of the season Parramatta they level it up to all against the Bulldogs with five to go in the first half are we going back to 1986 the trialist grand final Noddy Kamali now the chase is on left behind off the boot of Brown that will be a try the first try of the night Marnie there to pounce as the ball was pinballing around in the in goal area and he has just his sixth try in the NRL. The chase for Nathan Brown made it. I'm hearing the reaction of the Parramatta Eels fans who've waited patiently throughout the evening. And they finally see the first try of the season with 15 minutes to go in the ball game. It's Reed Marnie with the honour of the first meat pie in 2020. They tap it and kick it over the sideline and Parramatta win on opening nights. A contender, according to many, in 2020. And they grind out victory on night one against the old foes, the Bulldogs. All right, there you have the highlights on NRL Nation last night. Sats, you were involved in that commentary. Um, pretty fast and tough. Second half, though, it was, there was a lot of tired blokes out there and a lot of drop ball. What, what did you think of the game? Well, I thought it was the start of a season that we should always expect, I think. You've, you've, really, got to, you've really got to revolve your, your opening games, probably your first three games of the season, Jace, I've always believed just around simplicity and just getting your defence right. Don't put yourself under too much pressure with the ball in hand. I thought Parramatta, they tried to I thought they tried to score 40 points last night rather than just trying to uh, tough out a good gritty win. Uh, Parramatta teams in the past would have lost that game, if that makes mm. sense. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was um, it was a really defining moment for Brad Arthur as he's coaching over the preseason to get them over that hurdle and beat a side that that was gritty themselves. They were brave, the Bulldogs. They they lacked that threat when it was required, when they needed to put points on the board. But um, their defence was great, as expected. Uh, they missed Corey Harawira Naira because he was the leading offloader in the competition last year. They needed that, that difference between both sides to break up uh, the monotony of that game last night. And if Harawira Naira is there, I, th- I think the Bulldogs, we may be talking about them taking out the points last night. Parramatta, they were really clunky. Uh, basic errors. They started with great intensity, but the Bulldogs just ground them down. They they rolled their sleeves up the Bulldogs and got them into an arm wrestle and Parramatta weren't willing to go with them. Uh, so the Bulldogs really tested them. If the Bulldogs had another couple of key players that just could have thrown a bit of variation at Parramatta, the, the Bulldogs would have won the game. But like I said, it was, it was great work from Parramatta to be able to, to hold on the way they did. And as I said, in the past, they probably would have lost that that game. Mm. What did you um, miss most? Well, our NRL Nation uh, Player of the Year points, uh, our one point went to Clint Gutherson because he just competed on every play, Gutherson. He, he wasn't outstanding in attack and it wasn't a, you couldn't pick a good attacking player in the game because it wasn't based around attack. It was all based around defence last night uh, on Friday, uh, Thursday night. But Clint Gutherson competed on every play. Every time a high ball went up from Mitch Moses, he was chasing through, trying to turn over possession. Two points, Reed Marnie, the hooker from Parramatta. He scored a try, 48 tackles, beautiful passing game from dummy half. And three points from the losing side, Josh Jackson, their skipper, who 
he single-handedly just tried to win the game through sheer determination. Uh, yeah. From the Bulldogs, also their Lachlan Lewis, their half was really good defensively. He, sh- he shut down Ryan Madison on a number of occasions. Uh, Remus Smith at times was good for the Bulldogs when he got an opportunity. And um, Blake Ferguson, he was safe as always and uh, really good defensively. He came in and shut down the Bulldogs on a number of occasions. Are you um, still keen on the Eels as minor premiers after seeing that performance last uh, night? Because they, they looked uh, – I know you know – I know you're big on them this year and you know I'm not, but mm. I just – they just look like the Eels of every year. Yeah, and I, I can see where you're coming from there, Jace. And I'm they should have put the Bulldogs away, mate. Oh, they should have, but it's game one. You know, it's you play trials and it's a different form of match fitness and, again, you, you – you get attackers that take the ball to the line and you put the attackers, your runners under a lot of pressure and, and that's when you come up with the mistakes. And I think if the Parramatta Eels are going to go anywhere in this competition this year, they've just got to they've just got to tinker their mentality just a little bit. I think they went a long way last night by winning that tight match. Like I said, they would have given away a stupid penalty and lost that game 4-2 last night for a pen, another penalty kick to the Bulldogs. But they held their nerve and were able to come up with a try, a messy try, I'll admit to that, but still the mentality was there to stay in the game and not capitulate. And that means they've taken one step forward as opposed to one step that, sidewards. This is uh, off the bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's 20% off and buy three, get one free uh, on selected brands, best tyre price guarantee. Uh, make sure you get yourself into Bob Jane T-Mart. You're listening to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. Uh, welcome back to Off The Bench. You've got Scotty Sattler, the star of none less than two NRL campaigns at the moment. <laughs> uh, we're doing it with thanks to Bob Jane T-Marts, 20% off and buy one, uh, buy three, get one free on selected brands, best tyre price guaranteed. Uh, by the way, I'm Jason Matthews and let's get into this. Who gets a mention in our Off The Bench Performance of the Week? All right, Sats, uh, this is where we look at our performances. Top of the week was last Monday, gone, start of the week. Perth Wildcats beating the Sydney Kings in the the first leg of the NBL final series. Not only doing it in game one, but doing it on the Sydney Kings home court as well. That's huge. A, a team that has had to travel across mm. the country to play Cairns and then back again. Uh, and winning that semi-final, and then now playing the final, having to travel back over. Now they get a bit of a rest. Another game two on Sunday in Perth, uh, and they can take a huge advantage of a 2-0 lead and using that home court advantage. But we know the C- Sydney Kings, with so many great players, will hit back. Toronto beat Huddersfield in the Challenge Cup, yes. right? So that, is that like their is that like their old you know Challenge Cup? Like the it's like the knockout, right? Yeah. So, which I reckon we should have, by the way. Um, they beat them this week and only used one sub in the entire 80 minutes of play. <laughs> Not only did they win the game, they kept the opposition scoreless 18 0. That's an incredible performance. Could you imagine the NRL teams? It's old school. It's, it's once upon a time when you used to use two substitutions throughout a whole game, and you had front rowers that had to play the full 80 minutes. and but it's it's great to read. It's 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 a real turning point for Toronto because they haven't had a great start to the season. Of course, their big off-season signing in 
Sonny Bill Williams hasn't worked out how they thought it would, and it was always going to take him time to get his timing and rhythm back in the game. But uh, it's it's a real turning point for Toronto. Yeah, I don't think they've won a game still in the Super League. No, they have haven't. They? No. No, but this look this this could be could be the turning point for them. So there you go. They did it eighteen nil and only used one sub. Toughen up mm-hmm. NRL teams. It's time <laughs> you guys less rest and spend more time out in the field. Now, on off the bench, we want to introduce a bloke which you've probably seen on Twitter. He's he's very funny. He's he's known as the the former legend. And Sats and I are big fans. We said one day, let's why don't we get him on? And, and we've managed to do that. But Sats, you're saying he's put out a tweet today, which you find quite funny. Well, he's put out two tweets in the last 24 hours. The one we spoke about earlier, which was the game on Thursday night between <laughs> the Parramatta Eels and the Bulldogs, that would have given the coronavirus coronavirus. <laughs> and the one today, because the Australian Grand Prix is now being cancelled, of course, in Melbourne. Someone needs to pat the Australian Grand Prix lovingly on the head as it looks out at a beautiful sunset so they can then put a bullet in the back of its skull. Oh, ouch. That sounded <laughs> good to them. Yeah. It's very graphic, isn't it? Anyway, we've got him on the phone right now. Former legend, mate, who are you? And tell us a bit about yourself. Um, so, without without leading on too much, probably future immortal, you'd imagine, maybe the ninth. Um, <laughs> do, a little, do, do a fair bit on Twitter. Bleed for the Tigers these days. Bled for the Tigers before. And... Um, well, just make some casual social conversations on Twitter that seem to get me in the newspaper quite a lot. <laughs> now, you spoke, uh, former legend, about how you've bled for the Tigers, will continue to bleed for the Tigers. Are they your team, the West Tigers, obviously? Look, I think we'll traditionally run, we'll do the traditional and run ninth, obviously. Um, but what I'm quite excited about is we've got six home grounds this year. With that in mind, I think we could win four games on four, but when teams go to the wrong place, which is very exciting for a Tigers fan. Um, I've got to say, Sats, too, what are we in the March? How many times have you mentioned Todd Byrne this week? I haven't mentioned it at all, former legend. Come on, mate. Once, because I've just heard you say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, the, I think the Tigers will go okay. The problem is both our wingers are oompa loompas, um, so they're about three foot tall collectively. That's going to be a concern, especially when, like I said, the sad clown Daniel Tupo is jumping over the top of them all afternoon. Fantastic. And here's a name I haven't haven't seen anywhere in the media in a long time. Greg Norman's looking for the biggest Greg Norman fan. Explain this, please, formally. <laughs> what do you reckon about that? Greg Norman is going to has started a competition. This is actual fact to find the biggest Greg Norman fan. Now I've I've seen a fair bit of social media over the last six twelve months, boys. And I'm tipping he won't have to leave the bathroom to find the winner of that competition. <laughs> they'll have to look and he, mate, that bloke is a dead set drinks his own bathwater. He's had love bites on his mirror. To find the biggest Greg Norman fan, come on, he's not going to have to look very far outside his house. <laughs> Before we go, I know you, you're, vent- you're, you're venturing out into other things now because you're becoming quite a celebrity, particularly on Twitter, and you've yeah. got famous mates like Matty Johns, as you mentioned earlier. Um, you, you're opening up your own travel agency, I see. Not good time. Mate, we're. Um, Everyone's heard of my Fiji, but we're going to my Bali. Check out our ad on YouTube. It's quite obscene. But, um, I mean, with this coronavirus, it's probably not the best time to be opening any sort of travel agency. But we we get a lot of our financial tips from the Cronulla Sharks who have just bought a golf club in a time where eight golf clubs a month are shutting. I mean, they are an absolute stroke of genius, you've got to admit, boys. In between them buying four blockbuster videos and a waterbed shop, that is... 
They are very good financial advisors. I'm sure you'll agree. Sats, I reckon uh, we should get him back again next week. What do you reckon, mate? Every night. I'm happy every night. Off the bench continues in just a sec. We'll preview Saturday and Sunday's matches in round one of the NRL. You're listening to Off the Bench for Bob JT Mutz, tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T. Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome back to Off the Bench. Got Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Righto, let's have a look at the rest of the games in round one. Saturday, the Knights are playing the Warriors. Sats at McDonald Jones Home Stadium. Who are you picking there? Yeah, this is this is gonna be a really good matchup, just worth the admission alone, just to be able to watch. Uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek go up against Caleb Pyre. So I, I think the Knights will win under their new coach, Adam O'Brien. I'm hearing really good thoughts out of the out of the Knights' camp about uh, how much they've learnt under Adam O'Brien. So I think they'll be too much for the Warriors. All right. Um, I'm with the uh, Knights as well on that one. Rabbits versus Sharks at ANZ on Saturday afternoon, Saturday, or early Saturday evening. Tough one to pick. No, it's not. I, I like the Sharks. Well, I like the Sharks this year. At the moment, they've got too many injuries. You know, Moylan and uh, Sherry and also uh, Josh Sherry. Sherry. Yep, sorry. <laughs> but I think the Rabbits. And, yeah, Latrell Mitchell will be good. I don't think he'll be as effective as what everyone's thinking at the moment. I think he's going to be outstanding at fullback. But I just think the Rabbits at the moment um, in a little bit better of a position health-wise than the Sharks. All right. Um, I'm with the Rabbits on that one. Panthers versus Roosters. On Saturday night, good game this one. There'll be no Roosters travelling to Penrith. That's uh, supporters travelling to Penrith, that's for sure. Well, Roosters fans don't travel to their own games, so it doesn't matter. So I'm going to say the Panthers... Yeah, it didn't matter that they knocked down their stadium, the did Roosters. it? The <laughs> Roosters? No, it didn't matter at all. So the Roosters without Boyd Cordner, he's being sat out for the first week, maybe the second week, not hearing very good things out of the Roosters' camp in relation to Boyd Cordner and his... You know, the knees that he struggled. He's got very really? bad knees. For only 27 years of age or whatever it is, he's, he's really struggling. So I'm going to take the Panthers. Will he, um, will he play Origin this year? I think he will. But you know what, Jace? Um, I got a sneaking suspicion that he'll retire from representative duties this year. After this just year? Just due to his... No, I, think, I don't think he'll play Origin this year. I think oh, right, he'll okay. step All away right. from representative duties. Good as much skipper. As he's the Australian's captain and... Tremendous skipper, and he's been great for New South Wales. He's now tasted success in winning se- yeah. uh, double series, dual yeah. series, and he's captain his country. I think um, the less football he plays, the better. Gee, I can't wait for this game Sunday, Arvo. Um, it's the main game of the round, actually. Sea Eagles versus Storm. There's no love lost between these two teams. No, absolutely. Uh, I- I'm going to take the Seagulls. Storm haven't lost under Craig Bellamy since he came into the club in 2003. That's an amazing statistic. In the first round. You have haven't lost an opening game. They do everything wow. in game one better than everyone else. They play with a high level of intensity and play with a real uh, low level of risk. But the Seagulls side, I think they're going to do something pretty special this year, and I think they will break that duck of the Storm owning that opening round. So I'm going to take the Seagulls at Lotto Land. All right, Dragons versus West Tigers. Sunday night game. I love Sunday night football. I know. So I sit I. down with I my roast. I as well. I sit down with a roast, right. glass you, of red. What, pork, beef, lamb? What's the favourite? I go the lamb, mate. I barbecue it. I marinate it and I slice it up. And then we have the baked spuds and I'll have a nice glass of red and there's my Sunday night football. What a way to live. Yeah, nice. I like it. Thanks I eat too many invite. potatoes, by the, the way. I'm going to take the West Tigers. 
against the Dragons. Uh, the Dragons, yeah. I, I just don't know what we're going to get from the Dragons. West Tigers, I think uh, under Michael Maguire, they will open up the uh, 2020 season with a win. Well, mate, you know my feelings. I've got them down as a top four team, the West Tigers. So I hope they'll yeah, um, have. they'll top four, top four, mate. I reckon they're really? a smoky. Wow. Anyway, there's our tips for the rest of round one. Before we go, on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? All right, Sats, we've got 30 seconds. What what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to watching the new Amazon original documentary called The Test, which I think is the best documentary that's ever come out of Australian sport. I watched episode one last night, mate, after the footy. Have you seen it? No, that's why I'm looking forward to this week. Oh, I'm going to bunker mate. down and watch it. All the episodes, the yeah, entire I, I series wait. is up already. Well, that's why I'm just going to grab a doona and a pillow and not move all weekend <laughs> in between the footy. And some chocolate ice cream. You know what I'm looking forward to? I'm yeah. looking forward to two things. An easy bunnies win, but I'm also looking forward to the referees <laughs> refereeing like they did Thursday night. And, and we aren't back here on Monday and, and next week talking about how bad the referees are and the mistakes they are. I thought the referees in that Bulldogs-Eels game were outstanding. They were Grant Atkins, Brenton Speed, our caller for NRL Nation. He has always said that he is the best referee in the game. And last night, you know what? He went one step closer to getting a really big match on the rugby league calendar. Well, I hope uh, I hope Jason King and Dave Fairley, the new uh, referee selectors, were actually watching that game. Sats, it's been a pleasure, mate. Off the bench, my first one with you. Uh, we'll do it again well next done, week, Jason. mate. Cheers, mate. With thanks to Bob Absolutely. Jane T. Marts. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you same time next week.